4: Baby
5: Yeah, good evening, this is Love Sport Radio with your Brentford fan show, Kennedy of B-Sotted. Joining me is the, the I was told the A-plus, was it the A-plus lineup in the, in the studio? Definitely, A-plus plus team. Plus, The A-plus plus lineup in the studio tonight. Of course, we have Billy the B. Right, hello, pal? hello. You all right? I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, can't complain, pal. Uh, down the middle, we've got Devon's Finest, it's Liberal
6: Nick. Yeah, back in the city, back in the city. I haven't too. seen you in a while, pal. No, well... Saw you I'm, back in the last season. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I've been at the games, but I haven't been able to make it on here tonight. Just just Jerry being hired
5: and uh, we've got Jerry the Cabby good evening How who's are you? just talking yeah not bad you, you're a bit gutted about Anton Dubeck
7: yeah a room is, is leaving uh, Strictly I, n- I just
5: never knew you were a Strictly come dancer I thought you you know you know the like, world's strongest no, man I'm
7: very, I'm very light on my feet so I've been told fair
5: enough fair play Um two games since the last show of course the the game at arsenal the game uh, against reading i mean three weeks since your last win chaps what, what are we looking at right now is the slump happening now
8: I'd like to think the slump is happening now I mean okay yeah it's been uh, Wigan was the last win and that was a very lovely win it was as well and since then we've had a bit of a tough time it has to be said not a majorly tough time because you know at the end of the day we've still been picking up points but um we talked about Derby before that was really frustrating and then after the Derby game we had Arsenal which we uh we had since the Arsenal game and uh, we talked about it on our podcast com. You could check out the podcast where we talk all about the Arsenal. It's right up there. and um, It was it was kind of frustrating, but we managed to redeem ourselves, which is probably the best way to describe that. Um, 9,000 Beast fans dotted all over the place, so it wasn't easy to get a good atmosphere in the first half, because Arsenal, they tell you to sit there, and you have to sit there in these comfy seats, and obviously there's a lot of people who maybe not necessarily go to Brentford who are dotted in with the people
6: who wanted to sing, so it was difficult. But yeah right. we enjoyed it we enjoyed, we had a good yeah. time second half second half performance by was, the Bees was, that was a absolutely fantastic I mean you know first half we were useless um, and it always happens with Brentford I don't know why we get into a stadium that holds over about 45,000 people and we start to freeze and you know I reckon we need Pulp. we reckon we need a team psychologist you know but whatever Dean's put in the tea at, tea at half time
7: he was fantastic and yeah, no, totally agree with that. So, uh, half time, I just felt like going home. Just atmosphere, the way we were playing, it was just one of them days. And then, as Nick said, whatever Dean Smith said at half time, kind of we saw the best of us second half. And even the late goal didn't sort of. No, dampen it. Did it really? I thought we'd pushed in. No, nah, it was a two-one result. It wasn't a three-one result. Um, yeah. And
6: but I tell you what, I don't often don't often watch Premiership football, but I was impressed by Welbeck. Um, you know, you Aaron will know about Danny Welbeck. I reckon he's been underrated for a number of years, and good luck to him. Hopefully, hopefully he'll get and see Arsenal will do him a lot of good. There's
5: been a lot of talk on the Arsenal fan show over the past couple of weeks. I mean, I woke up on on Thursday morning, looked at my phone, I had about fifty notifications because there's Arsenal fans going nuts in debate over Danny Welbeck because a couple of the chaps who come on the show turned around and said look he's nothing but a bit part player at Arsenal you've got Aubameyang there you've got Ozil there you've got other players there who, who are going to always you know, take a starting berth ahead of him and maybe his Arsenal career will just fizzle out and he'll be released because it's the end of his contract this year
6: I reckon Emery would have been impressed with him with with, with the shift he put him on started goals, he started getting
7: goals hasn't yeah. he he started scoring in a modern centre forward he's the ideal shape isn't he he's big, tall, quick goes Beyond can drop off. You know, you'd uh, think that would suit Arsenal, but
8: yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think for us and for Brentford, this is not knocking what we've got because we love Mil- Malpay and you know, let's say VBay, these players. But it really did show you when you do get that step up. You know, you got mm. somebody, he goes there, he gets a chance, bing bang bash bosh in the back of the net, and uh, you know, not that we could afford him, but if we had someone like him, you know, who came on and maybe, 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 you know. I'll pay one week, you know, well week another week. You know, if he come on, I think that a lot of the chances that we did create, we'd probably score a lot more as well. Yeah, but he wouldn't fit into the
6: Brentford style. I mean, you know, Brentford have a certain way of start playing, and Malpay is the player that we we, we we play the balls into. It's it, taken and him a and Will, bit of time as well,
5: well, you know, to slowly sort of get round to it as well. You know, it wasn't instant success for Malpay, was it?
6: No, it wasn't. And I mean, but he is now, Malpay is beginning to develop into a player. But the, the big thing with us is to hold on to Malpay in January. That'll be the real test, you know.
5: When you chaps talk about, you know, the, the step up, does that give you some sort of concern about... The squad and, you know, if it's a case of Dean Smith does make it to automatics or playoffs and, you know, the future effectively, because there are going to need to be some shifts in terms of, you know, a a different quality of player needs to be brought in. No,
6: yeah, second half against Arsenal proved that we can more than compete. We could have competed with Arsenal's first team in the second
7: half. Of, of last week's game Absolutely no problem at all And then just The team that's on there Look at the Bournemouth Look at the players in that Bournemouth team That were in League 1 with them yeah, So they've done fans, it You yeah. know you just had One or two sort of Players in the middle Just to Strengthen up Just done
8: It's not I mean I don't think it's a problem Because I think What you do is that You, you, you deal with What you've got in front of you At the moment now We've got a We haven't even got a, a Championship budget you know, we bring the players in that we are able to do that with the money that we've got and we're still able to compete. Yeah, we'd like to be up there even more, but we're not far off. If we go to the Premier League, you've got a bigger budget to play with. We're not going to spend the money like even what Bournemouth are spending, but we'll have more money to play with and we'll get better players even though we're not going to be spending loads. How
5: disappointed were you guys by Saturday?
6: I was disappointed in Reading. Really disappointed. Paul Clement, I had I had high, high hopes of Paul Clement. I thought he was a good manager. Um, you know, he's got a good background. He's ah,
5: exactly. It's the CV, isn't yeah. it? It's the lies on the CV. No ah. one ever knows that. He, put, he used to put the cones out at PSG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it
6: was, but he was at Real Madrid. Real Madrid. He and put he, the cones out there. Yeah, no. He prob- and at Bayern. He put Chelsea. He probably made the paella at Real Madrid. So, exactly. Well, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But good. you get good paella in Madrid. You have, go go there. For oh, the it's pilot. wonderful. It's won- I've, I've been many a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, worth doing but no i mean think about reading as well they ought to worry about the fitness of their players because their players were starting to fall apart in the second half everyone needed about a 10 minute rest didn't they bill
8: they they, they were very very tired they got a lot of cramp uh, the cramp started in about the first minute of the second half and it carried on and uh I mean, we we actually got worried for them as fans didn't we you know because they, they, they were really struggling you know and uh, every opportunity they had to do to fall over i mean we thought people were shooting them from the top of the stands and everything um uh, as you probably heard, there was, there is a lot of cheating going on.
5: Cheating, I mean I'm looking at the stats, let me run through them, shots, Brentford 13, Reading 10, Brentford with 3 on target uh, Reading and with ball. 4 on target, possession 69% possession to Brentford, uh, well to Reading's 31, Brentford with 512 passes, Reading 233 83% pass accuracy to 61%, 17 fouls apiece yeah,
6: but no. that that doesn't
5: reflect. Our, our fouls weren't
6: fouls. Four yellow cards. to Brentford one, a
5: Reading.
7: Yeah, that red definitely five, doesn't it? tell a yeah. story.
5: And yeah. and a red, of course. I mm. mean, I mean, you, any questions
7: over the referee? The ref. Well, this is a th- Reading Can teams can play how they want to play to you know within the rules to get a, a point or three points, however. But when they start sort of boarding on, falling down and and this that and the other, it's down to the referee to be strong. He was appalling. I've never seen a worse. Referee lose display.
8: control,
7: didn't he? Uh, uh, and even in Dean Smith's interview, he sort of we can all pinpoint it. It's you know we get a free kick on the edge of their area, and it takes three minutes to take it, purely because of the pushing and the shoving. He let go. It's more
8: than that, isn't it?
7: It, yeah,
8: There's more than that. It was about six or seven minutes, I think it was, for that free kick. Um, yeah, because you've got to include the fight that took
6: place as well. Yeah, that's James. right. He, he, you know,
7: all for the sake of him just walking up to a Reading player and just showing him a yellow card, move away, get away. He's marked out the, where the free kick should take place, where the wall should be, and yet he still allowed it to go. He was absolutely appalling. Just needed to be stronger, I think. And the thing is that you could say that you could say that we're biased as fans because you know you're
8: that rose tinted glass and everything like that. But we all watch the game separately and after the game, as you'll hear in a minute, you go around and I talk to the fans, a lot of the fans that you never heard before. And the one thing that I mean I thought the fouling was, you know, I thought it was quite bad, but you sort of quite get used to it and the rubber is a bit bit, bit rubbish. But every single fan that you spoke to they mentioned it, and it wasn't as if we'd riled each other, everyone noticed it, you know what I'm saying, and, and obviously, when you see a lot of football games, some games you think, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's wasted time a little bit, but I think that it was extra special on this one.
5: Yeah, goal in the Premier League this evening, mm-hmm. pa- Crystal Palace have grabbed an equaliser, 55 minutes gone, Bournemouth one, Palace, won some brilliant work by Wilfred Zaha down the middle, slotting it through to Patrick van Arnhol, who cut in, and absolutely fired uh, the ball past the Bournemouth goalkeeper Azmir Begovic, plenty of Time in that one for someone to grab a winner. We're going to be hearing from the Brentford fans next on Love Sport Radio. Following, is it following the Reading game?
8: It is after the Reading game, in the pub after the Reading game.
5: There you go. And we'll, we'll put phones on silent as well because we want to hear it properly. That's uh,
8: not my phone, but you know, just know. menace.
5: Some, someone's fine. Someone's yeah. fine. It's Love Sport Radio. It was a cup call.
3: Each Saturday from 2 30, we'll be celebrating your teams we'll be covering all the games, all the goals and we'll be giving you your London scores first. The score with James Sherwood and Richard Lee. Go. Giving you all the latest news and we'll let you share your views, good or bad. We want to hear from you. Give us a call on 0208 7020 558. The score with James Sherwood and Richard Lee, Saturdays from 2:30 on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com Love Sport's official bookmaker.
0: For me, it was a bit of an odd game, really. I mean, uh, I think we sort of got dragged into it. It, We got dragged into it um, when we were perfectly, you know, we were well above them for 30 minutes in the first half. Should have been 2-0 up if Sawyers just gets to the end of that cross. Um, But... Yeah, we, 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 we luckily flicked it back, and that, and we've, we've done that a couple of times this season. We did it against Villa as well. But, you know, it's a game we could have won, really, and um, just a bit of a shame. Bit, bit I mean, I'm gutted for Bentley myself. I know people criticise him, but, you know, he's obviously struggling a little bit. Um, we've had a few of these this season from him, and, but we need to get behind him as a group of supporters, in my opinion, because there aren't really any other options at the club, um, you know, moving forwards in the at least until the loan, you know, window. So which we're not, we're not going to do anything then for goalkeepers, I'm sure. So get behind him and um, and um, let's go Tuesday. I, I 100% agree. It was a very frustrating afternoon for us. At least we have something to show for it, because I would have been disappointed for our unbeaten home record to. Uh, to go based on the tactics that Reading put forward today, but uh... no, very, very long, hard, difficult afternoon to watch of football, really. (laughs) (laughs) But... They, they they came here to stop us playing and they didn't let us have any flow whatsoever and I think the question was today, did they go too far, Bill? And I'd play about it to you, I think they went far too far, you know. Reddy had
6: Reading had two shots on goal, two fluffs from the keeper and they got their they got the two goals. Um, the ref also wasn't too bright today. Uh, lost control of the game particularly after is, the his maths were good though. <laughs>
8: He gave
6: us 10 minutes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we deserve, we deserve the 10 minutes, but how he ended up giving us five yellow cards and reading one, I'll never know, because I still can't, still can't work that out. Um, I, and the other thing that I think needs bringing to attention is I do worry about malpay. I think other clubs have cottoned on to the fact that you can wind wound Mal, Mal, wind malpay up and uh, if you do it enough, he'll get himself in trouble. He got another yellow card today, that means he's got three yellow cards since his recent ban. We all know that's why he's such a good striker, Is because he's niggly, and he, you know, he needs to be wound up, but he needs to learn that in this league, if you wind yourself, wind opponents up too much, it's like to be you that gets the yellow card, and we cannot afford to lose Malpe. Yeah, I mean, I'm just
7: disappointed. Like, I've, like I say, I've, just, I've, I've literally come from the airport straight to the game.
1: I'm
2: still by flip-flops uh, and uh, I thought I was going to come here and watch us
7: dominate and uh, although in places we did they looked powerful in places when they
4: shouldn't have done and uh, yeah, a little bit disappointed uh, uh, if I'm honest. One point very much gained. Uh, some point in the second half, I just thought, "Is this is a home defeat? Um, we didn't deserve that. I don't think uh, we 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 were up against a team that really did use pretty much every trick in the book to try and kind of wangle that win. We really needed to win this today. What I'm more, probably more concerned about, and I've spoken about this this week, is our inconsistency. So you know, whether we've started believing in ourselves, or um, whether uh, um, other clubs or other teams have started to kind of suss us out a little bit, and they're frustrating us. But we're not as good as we were three weeks ago, which does bother me a bit. We, we need to be consistently good, and we, we've stopped being that. The thing that gave us the old epi pen in the arm was the the ten minutes of extra time. When, once that board, once that board was held up everyone seemed to be listed every player everyone in the every every fan they I think they started to believe that there was something there for us and luckily luckily we got something out of that game and I think you know in so much as like we thought oh getting a point at Ipswich isn't the end of the world maybe a point against Reddit today wasn't the end of the world we're we're still up there with the movers and the shakers
5: Yep, still in sixth. Uh, what do you make of those points? I mean, ten minutes of added on time was was absolutely hilarious. I think as Dean Swift says, I've never actually seen ten minutes of added on time unless there was
8: a helicopter in the centre circle and, you know, and players being carted off, like you know. So for him to have sort of ten minutes added on time for a bit of punch uppery and sort of like time wastery, um, probably goes to show you that he, uh, he was trying to make a point. I think to to, to the Reading players, and, and they suffered from it because as I was pointed out in that clip, as it was quite mellow the crowd the game was a little bit like insipid and as soon as you we went 10 minutes the whole place just erupted and you could see the reading players like oh no this is actually quite bad news and after that we were on it and to be quite honest we
6: could actually won that game it was the best atmosphere all season actually that that final 10 minutes best atmosphere um D- paul clement after the game said uh, sorry dean smith what would you like us to do roll over and let you play i mean the Reading players were rolling over and over and over. Some of them are still rolling. Remember that Neymar in the World Cup, that meme that went round? Yeah. Neymar rolling around. Some of the Reading players were trying to obviously imitate that. It was a good one there.
7: Yeah. He just... Uh, I watched the, uh, his interview to Reading, I don't know, his, uh, their uh, website, and he just looked so unconvinced about what he was saying. You know, sort of... He's put his team out just just to stifle us and whatnot. We could, but he just looked so unconvinced that he didn 't even believe what he was saying himself, so you know if i 'm one of his players or his fans i 'm being a little bit worried but what we are getting a pattern of is spoilers, and I think that 's something
6: we 've got to start coping with this season. Uh, teams are not going to let us play they, they recognize what 's happening they, they see what's they know that if they get into us and start um, stop start game don 't allow us time on the ball, push hard. That Brentford won't be won't be the same team that um, everybody was raving about two weeks ago, and that's what you know. Dean Smith and the team need to work out how to combat that. Do, really they need a, do they need to work out a plan B? <laughs> well, I mean,
8: you're, you're, you're assuming we don't have a plan B, like you know what I'm saying. But a
5: plan B that can be enforced, like you know, sort of mid mid game, bang, let's change the style completely, but, so that you no, know. Well,
6: well, we're not that team. We haven't got the players to do. We haven't got the players to do that because we play in a particular style of football, but, a really attractive style of football to watch.
8: But I think, I think, I, I think what Aaron is maybe saying is that then maybe do we have to. Uh, I put that into what we do because at the end of the day, is that if we carry on playing the style, and I know what you're saying, Um, you know, if we carry on playing the style of football and it works. 60% 60% of the time, but other teams come in and then they spoil us 40% of the time. Do we have to work out something for that 40% of the time?
5: Exactly because, I mean, look at another London club right now, Millwall. They play a certain brand of football, you know. They, they, they keep it simple. They they pump out to the wings and they hope that, you know, the ball gets into the box. But they're being found out week after week now.
7: they second bottom, aren't
5: Exactly. After last season where they could get away with it, they're being found out. And all the fans are turning around to Neil Harris going, well, you know what? You've got one style of how you play power. Maybe it's time you look to change things up. Is it the same with Brentford? Do you have to be a bit more streetwise in the championship
6: to make sure you navigate your way out of it? I'm not sure so sure about that because actually if you've got the players, if you stick with the format and the players that have proved successful, why not continue that? Plan- changing changing styles changing styles changing systems every 5 minutes just to satisfy the team that you're playing this week doesn't work. If you have a consistent style, more often than not you're likely to be Actually, winning games or at least draw, at least drawing them. And if you draw draw and win games, don't lose them. You're you're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Be honest to yourself. Play the decent style of football and. The one thing that Brentford are hard good at is playing football. We lose that, what else have we got?
8: I mean, the one thing I will say, and I, again, I do hear your point, Aaron, and, and it is a valid point, uh, is whether or not you want to go there or not. One, but we, one thing we do have to say, because we see the game and, and you see the f- the, 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 the stats. You, you, you read those stats and those figures and you think, OK, hmm, this game looked a little bit more even. But the fact is that Reading, as far as we can remember, had two shots with two goalkeeper fluffs. I'm saying we were ahead in the game. We almost went 2-0 up in the game. They had two proper fluffers, right, you know what I'm saying, that shouldn't have really gone in. We should have been clear in that game. And the fact is that we've had that, we've we've, we've created, we've had four or five of those um, chances in this season already. I think the problem is that we're giving away silly goals. Very, very silly goals. And I think that's part of the problem of what's actually letting us down more
6: than the style of football. I was trying to be kind, because I didn't want to bring up the fluffers again, because uh, it was Bentley's fluffs, but we'll we'll move on.
5: Yeah, we'll carry on. No, we'll carry on uh, talking about Brentford, and you know what needs to happen, what needs to change, what's good, what's bad. That's what it's all about. Uh, it's Love Sport Radio. Bournemouth 1, Palace 1 in the Premier League. They've got 24 or so minutes plus uh, added on time uh, to grab well, someone has that time to grab a winner. On the back of this, we'll be hearing from Marcus Gale next. It's Love Sport.
3: Love Sport. <laughs> (laughs) Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. We're getting teams like Notts Forest coming down to
2: Brentford just to frustrate and time waste and I found it embarrassing. (laughs) It's a bit much like the second half today, but the manager that's... He's worked at Bayern Munich, Chelsea, and Real Madrid, and whatever he said at half time, they was hanging on. He wanted to come here and frustrate, and I, I found that particularly embarrassing, especially the CV that he's got. Still unbeaten at home, which is a massive positive. We've got players. Coming back to fitness, Rico Henry's back in training. Moses Odubajo, uh, he's come on um, against Arsenal midweek, He started the game. But there's players that are pushing and they're pushing the starters a lot more now. Um, there's a big opportunity for Sergi Canos now that um, ben Rama was sent off to maybe stake a claim. Alan Judge as well, he put in a very good performance against Arsenal, particularly the second half like the, the rest of the team. So they'll be looking to start and, and push this team forward. When you think, we haven't won today, but we're still in the top six, which is great. So it's not all doom and gloom at Brentford, but by any means of a shadow there. So yeah. it's, it's still quite positive.
5: plenty of positives there from Marcus Gale who joined James Sherwood and former Brentford keeper Richard Lee on the score on Saturday night. Um yeah, plenty of positives, no panic, nothing to worry about, is there? It's a 46 game season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. C- Copyright
8: Laney, who's not here today. <laughs> he's uh well we got we got him on the old post pub chatty thing, you know. Mm. So he's here in spirit. You know what I mean, but yeah, it's a 46 game season as we say so listen, you know, we're 6th still. We're doing all right. You know, compared to last season, you know we're right up there. You know we're a few, we've got a few things that we need to sort out, but I don't think it's uh, it's danger time. We're not like going or you know we're still getting in there, we're still creating the chances. Um, probably slight a little bit of a, a question mark I, I'd say because I thought we'd sorted the defence out. Um, I'm not saying that there's a major problem there, but, you know, we're going to talk about the Birmingham game in a little bit. (laughs) Ironically, we're going into the Birmingham game where the Birmingham team, who have been round the bottom for quite a lot, have actually got a better defence. On paper, or well, not on paper, but you know they've let in less goals than we have going into this game um, tomorrow. So there's, you know, like I said, to you we're letting in silly goals, which is making 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 a big difference, and we need to
7: really tighten up in in a, in a couple of areas. But yeah, I mean, it, it is positive. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say we were struggling at the back. I think we play. Quite well. I thought Mepham and concert would probably arguably be two the best players on Saturday. I, I,
8: what the point I'm saying to you is that I'm just I was going stri- strictly black and white. We've, we've let in more goals than some teams who are lower than us, is what I'm trying to say. And a lot of them are, you know, the goal at Stoke, you know, the two goals at Reading, the goal against uh, Nottingham Forest. These goals that should not have been goals. That's four goals that we've let in that
7: shouldn't have been on the... But on, on, on the, then there's that old... So you can't legislate for individual loving, mistakes, loving, can you? No. You, you know, and then, but we need to <clears> cut <him throat> out. Well, we do have to iron them out. We, I mean, the other thing as well is we're an attacking team. So teams at the bottom... Are just going to be right. We need to stay in this game as long as possible, and then maybe we'll go expansive. Whereas we, from the off, go out. full-backs go up. I don't mind. Centre backs split. I don't mind if we're having a dodgy period now,
6: because what hap- normally happens with Brentford is we have a f- good, good first half of the season, then tail off in the second, or at least have a February, March time. We have, we have a dodgy period. If we're having the dodgy period in September, October, that doesn't worry me at all. But you the, really the dodgy can, period was can,
5: August, September last year.
6: No, 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 no. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we had a bad start, yeah, for results. Were, were Twenty-third after seven games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we had another. We did have another bad period. In, 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 we had another bad period. February, March um, time. Time. I'm happy. Let's get. Let's get it out the way. Let's move on. And if we're only drawing games, not losing them, as I said earlier, it's fine. We'll do all right.
7: You know, still only three points off the top, aren't we? So Precisely.
6: sixth,
5: exactly, exactly. I mean, Dan Bentley, you, you can't drop him now, can you? Just shoot his confidence completely, and he's a quality.
6: Keeper. And to be honest, we haven't necessarily got any replacement because Luke Daniels—he's young, he's you know he's learning. Twenty-nine against yeah, Luke Daniels, that, yeah. yeah, but he, he young in terms of games that he's played. He hasn't he hasn't got that experience against Arsenal. He wasn't he wasn't brilliant. His distribution he needs to improve. His distribution because that's one of the keys. The way that the Bentley plays out from the back, he well, actually
8: a couple saves. At, a couple of you know saves at Arsenal, he? yeah,
6: but he yeah, but his distribution, Bill, you will admit, is not is not the best because that's really every time Bentley sets us off by. by playing out from the back either with his feet or throwing out um, wide wide onto the wings and you know lose lose Bentley um, lose Bentley's distribution you, you'd miss a major part of our team play
8: I mean Dean Smith isn't the kind of manager that will just drop him like that and, and I think that with Bentley he, he, you know he, he he is a good keeper we've seen him be a really good keeper he's, he's, a, he's a little bit of a patch where he has made mistakes after the Forest mistake he went you know thank you for the lads for pulling me out of this one because like you know, the Forest fans are really taking the mickey out of me but you know in the end I waved to them you know after we won the game so he, he understands that and I think that we, you know as, as the Alard said on that clip we need to back him we need to stick with him um, he is a good keeper interesting because we're talking about Dean Smith and I, I'm just bringing this up sort of being a bit more of a devil's advocate thing here we've got two like, interesting stories flying at one time there's one story that's flying around Weston Villa all the time anytime they have a bad run int- we said this a few weeks ago Aston Villa and teams raise their games against us Aston Villa 100% raise their game against us because I don't think they've won a game so they didn't Beat us, but they haven't won a game since then. And since then, they've been pretty average. I think they're fifteenth in the league now, um, and also Derby County. They raised their game against us as well. Can't do it on a cold night in Bolton, but um, they're, only,
6: they're <laughs> only there for the Brentford.
8: <laughs> and but since, but inter- oh, sorry, Frank Lampard's yeah. So, but interestingly, um, we talk about Dean Smith, um, Aston Villa now. There's a rumour by, was it Alan Nixon, I think he's a, is he a Sun Journalist? Yeah. yeah Sun Journalist, so he put in there that Aston Villa, um, um, Steve Bruce has got two more games, basically up to the international window, to sort it
6: out, he needs Didn't a he co-
5: have two more games a couple of weeks ago? Steve Bruce always has two yeah, yeah, it's always like two else. more games. It's two always more two games. more games. Well, he's
6: got two more games. Why is, it, why is it always two more games and never three? Uh, two, yeah, yeah
8: two. Two's, yeah. The ma- two's the magic number, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah, so two more games, and if he doesn't do that, he's going to be out in his ear, and they're going to get in Dean Smith of course so that's it so they're all making noises about dean smith from this from this one corner wonderful manager if he's got the money that we've got we're going to be absolutely brilliant and then you've got on the other hand like i said to you some guys from a, a podcast who are saying dean smith we're not quite sure if he's the right manager to take brentford to that next level so it again it's all seems to be based around the sort of three or four results that you have at any
6: one time. Yeah, and that's, that's the difference with Brentford, is we actually stick with people for... It goes back to the Bentley bit. We actually stick with people through through thick and thin. We'll stick with Dean Smith through thick and thin. Those are people with long memories who listen listened to the Besolid podcast for, for many years will know that I... Absolutely have, smashed have... Dean <laughs> Smith to pieces, didn't you? Uh, uh, I, I, I had my queries You smashed I had him. question marks against you whether he I had question marks about whether he was the Printing right Smith manager Printing Smith
7: t-shirts wasn't he? Mm, yes <laughs> You did that,
6: that very unfair I got as far as the Smith O and then I didn't get the UT Because <laughs> could, you couldn't smell because Smell press <laughs> smell. <laughs> smell. <Because laughs> <laughs> <print> as well <laughs> yeah, so Exactly right. Yeah that's probably right yes. But I mean you know I, I have now I have totally reversed <clears> my position 360 degrees Dean Smith is the right manager with Brentford in you know, if we were to lose him, we'd be really, really in deep doo doo. I mean, why, hard, why, would un- why, would to, why would he want? To, why would want to go to Villa? It's on- unlike you as a liberal to change your
5: position, <laughs> isn't it? On- Thank you very much. The Will. only, yeah. only management sort of team I can think of that would do a job like Dean Smith is maybe the Cowley brothers because I think yeah. they've got that raw edge about them. I think they do very, very well.
6: Uh, I haven't the seen piece. enough of Lincoln what sort of
8: play, but about. the style of football that they play is a little bit industrial, mm. isn't it?
5: Mate their top of their top of league too. They've taken Lincoln City out of the conference, which is Terribly hard to do,
6: yeah. And but through I, the football but, league, but Aaron, I when I'm not at Brentford, where I live, I go and watch Exeter sometimes. So, and Exeter have got a reputation for some good, good playing, some good football. What on the is though? Yeah, well, no, and this season too. But I've watched three games Exeter played this season live, and the the, the extra still playing good football. The opposition teams are playing it, really it, industrial it, it, it football, do, it and that you know that's what you need in the lower in the lower leagues. Yeah. Brentford Brentford are now in the Championship. We're a toxic top six team. Team. We'll be in the Premiership next year. There's a world of difference. World of difference.
5: I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, but I'd look at someone like Tisdale, who you know spent so long at Exeter City, played a decent brand of football, wore some wonderful hats as well. But he's gone to Milton Keynes. Granted, you know they shouldn't be a football club, but that's a, another debate for another day. Yes. But they, they, you know. They're struggling. I think they're thirteenth in, yeah. in League Two at the moment, you know, and he, he hasn't managed to do it with one of the probably the
6: biggest budget in that division, bigger budget than some of the clubs in League One. Well, that's what would be interesting about Tisdale actually, because he managed at Exeter on a very tiny budget. One of the reasons why he left. So mm-hmm. whether it, whether actually Tisdale would might be a better fit for Brentford than he would be for M- than he is for MK. You
5: there know? you go. At nine thirty-four, we're going to speak. To, uh, we're speaking to Paul Robinson from a Watford West Brom Bolton Wanderers and Birmingham City centre half next
3: Birmingham. on Love Sport. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport.
5: Weird things happened down there. I watched that Dortmund game a few years ago yeah. when they were 3 1 down and 1 4 3 or whatever it was. And that was Thomas Tuchel as well. Yeah. Who, by
2: the
6: way, Steve McManaman called Tommy Tuchel last night. <laughs> and I thought, that's ridiculous. You can't call him Tommy. Tommy Tukle must be going mad. Must be going mad down there, Tommy Tinkle. I thought he's not some nightclub I mean, 40s cabaret comedian. Now, ladies and gentlemen,
3: welcome Tommy Tinkle. Weekdays from 6.30am. Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport.
5: Yeah, time for the opposition view and we're delighted to be joined by former Watford West Bromwich Albion Bolton and Birmingham City centre-half captain, leader, legend it's Paul Robinson. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. How are you uh, finding your new role having retired under 23? Coach, do you miss being back on uh, back on the field? <coughs>
1: No, oh, you get you get days, you get certain days where you do miss it. But other than that, no, I'm really enjoying my new role. It's really good.
5: What do you make of uh, of the Blues so far this season under the leadership of uh, of Gary Monk? How do you see things potentially changing? You know, after uh, uh, a mixed few years.
1: Yeah, I mean they've uh, they've been very they've been playing very well. We've just been very unlucky in in certain games, obviously. We've been leading games and then conceding goals late on and um, first win against Leeds, which was massive against the top of the table at, at the time. Um, so that was a massive three points for us. Um, but then again, obviously, Drew with Ipswich at the weekend, another tough game. So no game's easy in the Championship, but, um, but the manager's doing a fantastic job.
8: Hello, Paul's Billy here. How are you doing? How are you doing, Billy? I'm all good, mate. I've just got a question, very important question as well. Um, yeah. How are Birmingham preparing for their cup final tomorrow?
1: Yeah, they'll be preparing like any other game in the league, uh, looking to go and try and get three points. No, it'd be very difficult. though. Brentford are an exciting team. When you watch them, they play some uh, some excellent football. So it's going to be a tough game for us. But um, but we, we we'll have a game plan and we'll, we'll go about it in the right way. And uh, we'll give respect to Brentford, but but try and get the three points if we can.
6: Hi Paul, it's Nick here. Um, How you doing, Nick? All right, yeah, good. What's it like as a player, and uh, going back to your, one of your old clubs? Um, do 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 you get excited about return about playing against one of your old teams, or uh, is it just another game?
1: Yeah, I think I think you do. Deep down, you get a little bit excited about going back to um, to the teams you've always played for, and um, yeah. But obviously, when you've left now and you've signed for the new team, you you want to go there and you want to come away a winner. Um, Sometimes that don't happen, though. It's, It's it's impossible sometimes to do it. But but yeah, I've always found it. I've always found it exciting to go back to play against your old teams
6: as long as you walk into the right dressing room.
1: Yeah, I've done that a few times. walked into the wrong one by mistake, but um, <laughs> but that's just a bit of banter as well. That's to see how the opposition react when I walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Good one.
7: Hello, Paul. This is Jerry. Um, my question you been, for Jerry? you: uh, Harley Dean has been interviewed this week and in last season as yeah. well. Came out with a couple of statements, you know, about yes. Birmingham being ten times better, so on and so forth. Do you find that would that be a help or a hindrance to his fellow teammates?
1: i i don't i haven't i haven't seen the um obviously the articles that harley's said or what he might have said um but we also know that the media can sometimes twist the words that are uh, that are spoken about um no I, I think Harley will go there and be very professional in, in what he does um i don't think he means any any harm in in what he said he's when you leave a club uh you leave a club sometimes for what you thinks uh a better a better option for you um for me, it's, uh, it's it's difficult to say what he actually has. I haven't heard or or seen what he's what he spoke about, so can't really talk about that. But um, but no, I think that Harley will go back there full of respect for for a team that he had so many good years with.
8: Uh- a last season, Paul, um, it's, it's fair to say Birmingham did struggle. Um, yeah. uh, they had the Cottrell, they, 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 they had big defeats, including the, the 5-0 uh, against Brentford. And yeah. you had the new players come in like Hotter, you know, uh, Maxim Colin Harley Dee and all the other players as well. And it just yeah. didn't seem to quite gel. Now, Gary Monk's come in this season and I know the results haven't 100% gone to plan. But what's the difference between Birmingham this season and last season?
1: Well, they've got a structure about them now they've got a, they've got a togetherness and uh, the managers instilled that. He's instilled a positive atmosphere around the training ground um he believes in them he, he trusts them when they cross the line he he gives them the roles that that he knows that they can do um and they go about it to the best of their ability and that's all you can do is, is trust the players and trust what what they're good at and how and how they do it so um, the managers yeah he's, he's instilled a lot of belief around the training ground um and within the players themselves because like you said it's it wasn't just last year, it's over the last three years that Birmingham have struggled down at the bottom of the table where we shouldn't be. Um, and it is, when you bring in a lot of players, it, it takes time to gel. And, and it, was a, it was a group of players that were just thrown together um, in the transfer window. that was It, it was never going to happen just uh, for the season. It was always going to be a struggle with, with getting used to everybody. So uh, the manager this year has, has brought everyone together. Uh, Labeled it out to him how he wants it and how he wants the team to play and and, and they've they've all worked extremely hard and, and they are they're playing very well but in certain games they've just been very unlucky.
6: Paul, uh, after we've beaten you tomorrow, we've got Leeds on Saturday and you're one <laughs> of the few teams to have beaten Leeds. Um, what what is it? What's what's the secret? Give us give us a bit a bit of background. How can we beat Leeds on Saturday?
1: Just play them at your own game and beat them, they're, uh, they're a very good team they move the ball around very well and they've got technically very good players who, uh, who are constantly on the move So, but Brentford are the same um, I've watched Brentford quite a bit this year and I've been very impressed, I I, I really like Dean Smith and I like the work that he's doing there um, and he's taken it from Walsall when he was at <laughs> Walsall to Brentford uh so uh, if I was Leeds I'd be worried about playing you as well with your your type of football and the players that you've got in your team. Do you think the football's
6: more attractive in the championship this year than it has been for a bit?
1: I think it's the toughest league. Um I think it's the toughest league to play in. Obviously the the, the Premier League's where everyone wants to be because of the players that attracts uh, gets attracted to the league in in well-class players but the championship it gets harder and harder each each time, and um, yeah, I do feel that this year there's a lot more lot more teams who, who do play a lot of quality football. Paul, um,
8: in an article today, one of the Birmingham newspapers actually was just to find the ten million or twelve million pounds that you spent on the Brentford players, which we thought was actually very good value. Um, thank you very much. Now the question I'm going to ask you, because there may be great value, because we were talking about this earlier in the pub, in our production Mm. meeting in the pub earlier, as we always have a production meeting in the pub beforehand, and we said, you know, you could buy a player like Ronaldo, and he may fit into your side. So, the fact that you spent £12 million on these players, and they've justified it, said, these players are going to add to your side, it's going to be very good. However, do you think, you know, if you get an FFP fine, and you get um, a 12-point deduction, does it justify itself?
1: I can't answer that question for you, because I don't know what's going on with the... um with the EFL or the points deduction so I wouldn't have a clue but what I do know is, is that we signed three three very good players um, Harley's been a, he's been a rock at the back for us um, Jota's a, a technically gifted player who just needs confidence and, and needs a manager to believe in him and play him in the right positions and Maxime for me last year was, was one of the best players of the season so um, for me, we, we got a very very good deal in, in 10 million quid for, uh, for three players there because um, I think they're worth a lot more, especially Maxime. Maxime's worth a lot more than £2 million. And
7: Paul, you've won promotions in your career. What's yes. the secret? Uh,
1: leading. You have to lead from the front. You have to be a leader in the change room. You have to be a leader off the pitch. Um, you, you've, you've got a demand, demand of your players. I've always I've been lucky enough to play with a lot of players who have been on the same same mentality as me. Um, I know that when I've crossed the line, I've had another ten leaders standing beside me, so so that helps. Uh, and, and and I've always I've always tried to be be the best player that I possibly can, and that's even if it's not technically very good, which I know sometimes I'm not technically very good. But what I was good at is was I was putting my putting my body on the line and, and I'd run for a brick wall for my teammates to try and get that result. So. Yeah, I just had all the ingredients to be a good leader and, and, and demand a lot of people to, to have the same mentality as me.
5: Paul, Birmingham have lost just one of their last ten trips to Griffin Park in all competitions. How do you see tomorrow's game going?
1: Very tough. It's going to be very tough because it's a tough place to go. You play exciting football and you've got it for some exceptional players who I like a lot. Um, so hopefully, in, in our eyes, we, ideally we'd love, we'd love to get three points, but I think a draw tomorrow would be would be a great result for us
5: brilliant stuff Paul thank you very much for joining us Paul Robinson former Birmingham City captain currently club under 23's coach has been a goal at uh, the Vitality Stadium it's Bournemouth 2 Crystal Palace 1 junior Stanislas with a late penalty Palace have got 2 minutes or what a minute and a half or so plus added on time to try and grab something out of this game we'll be keeping you aside it it's quarter to ten though it's Love Sport
3: Love Sport 5.58am
5: so the stats are very much with uh birmingham city tomorrow um right you know what one one right. defeat in their last 10 But uh, well, 10 seasons what does that mean 10 games T- 10 what, 10 10 seasons
8: 10 games it's like so the birmingham team 10 games ago it was probably in division one or division four or something ridiculous you know what i'm saying yeah but look at the stats you, you know
6: our stats were on
8: a run of one draw you can't you can't i mean we we could say the stats over two games it means we we are, are what's it what's the, what was the what was the, what was it 10 to 1 we you know we an scored, aggregate score an aggregate score of like 10 goals and they scored one or something it's just it means nothing it means nothing it's a uh, uh, it's a look, tell you something we had great fun last season we took the 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 the, the the pee out of them whatever you're going to say to them we took it out of them you know last season we had great fun because initially when they bought the players from us they absolutely poked us in the eye you know feeder club all this kind of stuff and it it basically hit them in the face you know and after that lot so we had great fun the whole season at the beginning at the middle and at the end and they had no comeback really but unfortunately they, they stayed up which means it's now a clean slate. So we're going into this game in a clean slate and anything can happen. And I have to admit, I'm actually a little bit nervous about this game because the fact is that we're going into this game and I think they're probably even more fired up for this game than, you know, they're probably as fired up for this game as we were fired up going into the game last season because they, they nicked our players. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a little bit yeah, nervous exactly.
7: about this. Yeah, especially the three and uh, particularly the, uh, the centre-half that's coming back because... Uh, he came in for a bit of stick last season at Griffin Park and probably wasn't too happy. It was probably one of the funniest moments of last season, was. was seeing his face as he uh, trolled off to uh, Daydream Believer. As but, they
8: were playing the music on the yes. Tanite
7: to Daydream Believer to, yep. to a song that had been made up. But he did actually
8: say, in a, again, in a local Birmingham newspaper, and again he said it, well, it was only, only today I think it was, that he is looking for revenge. He's looking for revenge and he hopes to score a goal at Griffin Park tomorrow.
6: Because of what yeah, happened last season, he probably season. will do. He'll probably put it in the back of his own net. You know, <laughs> knowing, Har- knowing Harley, it'll be an own goal. You know, he's, he 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 did that for us a couple of times. Didn't yeah, he? He but I'm, I'm not. Goals, so, yeah.
8: To be quite honest with you, I'm not so sure. I just think that they're going to be fired yeah. up, so we need to be completely and utterly on our goal. We I can't think, be letting in any Bentleyisms. I think tomorrow, it, I no. think
6: it's great that the bees, f- uh, the, the 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 Birmingham fans are claiming that it's their sort of cup final. I mean, how the how the worm has tw- turned in the last twenty years. Um, you know, where do you go fishing with? <laughs> well, um, long ones, long ones, Look, weren't ones with long memories, you know. Because we back in the seventies and uh, back in the seventies, the the uh, Birmingham Brentford games, bit bit tasty, 70s? on and on and off What's the pitch. The seventies, you know. no, we're
8: talking about the nineties, not the seventies. Well, you okay. know, I've got very long <laughs> memories.
6: I've got
7: very hold long on,
5: a When I just talked about t- a, a ten game run by by Birmingham, I've got absolutely blam busted. Now you want to talk about the nineties?
8: Uh, well, no, I, but this is uh, listen. I was just I was just correcting my liberal friend here. You know what I'm saying? Let him talk about <laughs> the seventies. <70s. laughs> yeah, not exactly. on much. Bless Precisely, him. yeah, him, exactly.
6: My grey hair, I go get to talk about the seventies. Jerry, do you, you want y- to talk about the eighties? I don't remember them. <laughs> 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 Best way to be, isn't it? Wham, isn't it? <laughs>
8: yeah. That's right. Club
6: T- Tropicana. Go on, Bill. Yeah. yeah, but no, but
8: listen, you know, Birmingham City, like I said, they're coming down. Um, like I said, and we have the jokes and we have the last But Like I said, I've got good, good Birmingham postage out there. We've got, you know, we've got the Brummy Joe. We've got Davo, We've got the Blues for Blues for All crew as well who i'm not sure if they're coming down because uh yeah they they said they're not sure if they can make it but like i said we know a lot of blues people we have laughs we have jokes we have a little bit of huh as they call the word banter between each other but at the end of the day when it comes to the 90 minutes both of us really want to win you do what you want to do so we'll see how that'll go on saturday but um you know what 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 i will say though is um i mean Birmingham city like i said the stats the stats on Birmingham is the fact is that they are they have, they are an improved team this season. From what I can gather, they are an improved team. And uh, like I said, speaking to like I said, I spoke to Brummy on Saturday and uh, uh, after the Leeds game as well which they were delighted with and they they were they were toe to toe with Leeds and they they got a great result but it was a result that they got I think the week before that where they actually won another away game I can't remember exactly where it was as well
6: they won a lead. that that, that and, that's uh, it
8: and I think they won they won another game before that as well where they went they did they did actually re- re- no they, they they had a draw yeah. but the fact is that he said that they should have won you know, very difficult. It's probably similar to what we were last season, where we thought that we were playing very well, we were creating the chances, but we actually weren't putting them on the
6: back of the net. Gary, Monk, um, Gary Monk's a good manager, though. Know, isn't he?
8: he's, he's mean, no, the one thing I would say, and you know, coming back to the stats side of things, when I looked at the xG at the time, which everyone knows the expected goals um, um, scenario, what I did was what, what I was seeing from Birmingham is it didn't seem to me that they were creating those. goals there's good chances, so maybe what they're doing, they're getting the ball up there, but the chances they were they weren't creating. But also the other thing is that they were they're obviously letting in goals and they weren't creating good good chances. So whether or not they've started to improve on that in the last two weeks, we'll see. But I know that they're definitely going to be fired up for this game.
7: Yeah. Um... It should be feisty. I'm quite looking forward to Harley Dean versus Maupai because that will be a little feisty encounter. And I think that will uh, create a little decent atmosphere, so it should be very spicy indeed.
6: Yeah, but as long as Maupai controls his temper...
7: That's what really worries me about Neil
6: Maupay. Fantastic striker, but he is so easy to get wound up. And every central defender across in the Championship knows that they can wind Neil Maupay up. And you ne- he needs to be wound up to, to be effective, but he goes too far. And tomorrow night we need a minder who the minute harley dean maxine collin whoever goes in on malpay gives him a nasty little, little little challenge it's instantly in there and pulls malpay away yes. saturday we saw it real problem
5: but he loves scoring at griffin park nine in his last eight games overall the season six at griffin park Top of he the loves scorer.
6: scoring there doesn't he he absolutely
8: loves scoring hey, he feels at home there he knows the, he feels the love from the crowd like the the men and women love from the crowd so i think that's that's going to be a good thing like i said between, again another game griffin park the lights you know um, uh, I'm not sure whether or not, if, you, if you've never been to Griffin Park before, if you can go, but if you could try and get a ticket for tomorrow's game, it'll actually be a quite good laugh. Get down there. Under the lights. Under uh, the lights, it's going to be Nowhere very, better. You know, Romance. It's going to be very good. Old school stadium terraces, bit singing, bit of laughs, everyone in the pubs beforehand, which will be all good. But, you know, we're focusing on this Birmingham game, which is very important, but I think also we need to, we don't normally do this on a, on a Monday because it's too far in advance, but we also have to look at the double bubble where we've got Leeds United on Saturday as well. And we're not going to talk massively about it. But just to say we've got two games and we've got to bear them in mind that we've got these two games and we want to try and maximise the amount of points out of the two games if possible and also minimise the amount of players that A, we get injured and B, we get suspended or sent off or something like that as well. So we have to be careful as to what happens against Birmingham on, on, on Tuesday night and looking forward to Leeds United on Saturday. And I'm just wondering, out of these two games, what type of result would you think would be most ideal for you over the two games, Nick?
6: Uh, drawing tomorrow and beating Leeds, because that would make a real statement, because I think there are there are about four teams that are in with a decent shot of automatic promotion this season. Leeds are definitely one, Borough are the other, Bees are one, and West Bromwich Albion are going under the radar as well. I reckon those four teams are the four that are going to be contesting the two automatic promotion places.
7: Uh, f- well, six points is ideal, isn't it? But I'm not sure we'll get that. But I kind of, I think... Four points for the two games, as Nick said, I would agree with that, although in which order? Uh, I kind of think we need three points from tomorrow is more important because uh, another draw at home and then you know, you'll know you get the pessimistic fans thinking oh, we're in some sort of slump crisis when there isn't really one. So three points tomorrow. And play well at Leeds. Uh, For me, I, I'm
8: just going to sort of uh, just say another team which has come up through the radar, and it just goes to show you what the championship is like. Because you mentioned four teams there, but Norwich City have just popped up into the top six out of nowhere. Norwich City were just like near the bottom beforehand, but they've four games in a row they've won, and it just goes to show you the championship four games in a row. So I think we've got to be careful of them. But for me, I'm saying four points as well. And if we have to, I'd go Birmingham um, one point Leeds three points because that actually gets us closer to them. Billy, let's have your last minute plugs. Besotted.com, check us out. We have got our podcast up. We've got the podcast up. And go and check it out. It's absolutely wicked. Obviously, we do the radio show. And check us out on Twitter, Besotted. And, uh, yeah, post-match podcast on prideofwest.com.
5: London. There you have it, chaps. Thank you very much. Tonight, Bournemouth have beaten the Crystal Palace by two goals to one at the Vitality Stadium tomorrow from seven. We talk all things Eagles. Guarantee you, with Hambo in the studio, there's going to be tears and you don't need to bring Gordon Ramsay along. There will be some form of tears. Is the Crystal Palace slump as bad as people say? Plenty to talk about tomorrow. We talk Crystal Palace and we talk QPR. We've got a full programme of Championship fixtures. We've got Champions League and As well, all to come on the London football fan shows on Love Sport Radio. Make sure you catch up via lovesportradio.com and via the app. Thanks to Paddy and thanks to Joseph in the box tonight. It's been great. He's on the.
3: (laughs) Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.